it's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards, and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five-inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. Well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. The Stonars are home. Sedwell awaiting the spot. The spot. The kick is up. The kick is down! Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that down. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here They're comes coming the blue from coat. the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter Rimbaugh caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Rimbro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hype with the Press Box on the Roar. Morning and welcome to the Press Box. Brad Siegel here with John Hyde, broadcasting live on a Tuesday, it's February 13, 2024, from the Upcountry Fiber Studios here through our 1055 975, Just a reminder for you gentlemen out there, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. <laughs> looking at the calendar right now, looking at the date, and you do not want to forget that. So if you haven't made plans, you might want to consider them now and uh, go ahead and book a, <laughs> a, a restaurant visit if you can reserve a table and get yourselves ready for that just need, I just don't know in case somebody need a friendly reminder the, the calendar the calendar just feels weird right now January lasted forever February is going to be longer this month uh, Super Bowl just wrapped up so now we've hit the slog of the sports season so I don't know I just needed to send a little reminder out there to somebody I have a feeling 654 Roar, that's the number you want to get in today. We got a lot to get to on a busy show. We want you to be a part of it. 6547627. We're gonna hit on the some Super Bowl fallout stuff, just some things that have come out about the uh, about the Super Bowl after it has ended and take a look back at some things. And then uh, we're also gonna talk some college basketball today because we didn't do much of that yesterday. We did a little bit of Clemson at the end. I do want to take a look at the uh, ACC standings, the bracketology, all that kind of stuff uh, as we continue to evaluate college basketball season. Uh, big win for Duke last night at home in the ACC. They stay in that race trying to catch North Carolina uh, along with Virginia. And so the Blue Devils get a big win at home against Wake Forest. We can discuss that and a whole lot more. Plus, we're going to get to at some point today, I don't think it'll be late in the show. I think we'll do it fairly early. Something intriguing came out over the weekend, and it's win totals for college football. FanDuel's already released these, and we're going to take a look at some of them based on kind of what we know. Now, this won't be as much roster-dependent conversation. There's some parameters that we have. We're going to see if these numbers make sense or not. It's not really a win-game type situation, 
But it's just sort of our first idea of college football in 2024, how good, bad, average we think that some of these teams are going to be. So we'll break all that down coming up here in just a little bit. Good morning, John. How are you doing over there? Doing well, Brett. Doing well, Brett. How are you this morning? I am good. You know, it's funny you led the show with reminding everybody about Valentine's Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, did not need the reminder. I'm good. I appreciate the, okay. you know, the, the putting that out there. But last night on Tiger Hour with uh, Clemson men's basketball head coach Brad Brownell, which if you haven't been tuning in on Monday nights, you're really missing out. Hearing Coach Brownell interview his players and his coaching staff has been, I think, just been fantastic content all season long. But... The show opened last night with Don Munson reminding Brad Bardell that Wednesday was Valentine's Day, and he was not aware that it was coming up soon. So. Coach, if you're listening, there's another reminder for you. <laughs> We're here for you, Coach. Uh, but then again, as he said, he nothing to be, be better for uh, for the misses than a win in Little John Coliseum. Yep, tomorrow night, and we'll uh, start talking about that game a little bit, and we'll do a full breakdown tomorrow on that. Uh, but yeah, college basketball uh, starting to... We're, I mean, we're, we're at the middle. Of the, we're already at the middle of the month. Uh, it's February. Thank you for flying by. The, I mean, John, come on. Tell me this hasn't been an extremely fast month after the slog of January. Oh, absolutely. It's flying by. We're almost halfway done. Well, we just had some softball. We got a little baseball coming up for you. We got a whole lot going on here. Oh, yeah. Time gonna, flies when you're having fun. We're going to get to some baseball later on in the week. Don't worry. We'll get a preview in. Uh, for the season as the Clemson baseball program gets started this weekend against Xavier. And looking forward to that. Uh, I'm hoping to be there myself. Also, the basketball game on Saturday. Double dip opportunity, John. You don't get these very often in a, uh, in a, in a sports calendar. But a chance to find one parking space. <laughs> Just one. Well, I- Go to one event in, in one place. Softball, baseball, and then well, not softball. They're going to be in the country. Well, I, I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, you can go to one of like you can go to one of those. This happens a couple times a year. You can go to an event over there on that side of Perimeter Road, and then you can walk across the street and go to another event. See, I I like your premise. I agree in theory with what you're putting out there. However, the one problem with the one parking spot theory is it makes it really difficult to get to the two locations of your pie in downtown Clemson and over in Dockside. Man, that's also true. Because I know you've already promised the boys that there's a your pie trip coming up yeah. here. So, like, you can't do what you're pitching out here for just one parking spot because you got to go and there's gonna be get enough some pizza. Time. There'll be enough time in between. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. I didn't, uh, I didn't think about it. I didn't think it through all the way. I have my ways, though, John. I've spent, don't spent worry. many a days in Clemson, yeah, South Carolina. I know how to make it, how to make it around don't, town. Don't worry, though. Parking won't be a problem. Don't worry. Not, not for care. Brad. Not the way you drive with that suspended license. You can park wherever what? you want to. That has nothing to do with parking. And no, I don't have a suspended license. Quit saying unfactual information out there. God, I'm going to get so pulled over. You keep this. Other, there's literally going to be a cop I just can't wait for that day. parking lot and waits on me. Mr. Sinkiff, we finally got you. You've been on the run for far too long. That we is, have finally got you. You, you could not be more uh, wrong about that, I think. We'll see if I'll be uh, more wrong about anything else today. Let's uh, let's let's not find out if you're right or wrong about that subject. Six five four roar. You want to get in uh, with us, but it's gonna be a good weekend over at, at Clemson if you're making plans. I highly recommend it. Um, what's the weather report looking like? Because initially I'd seen some some rain on Saturday. 
Not to, remember, we're, we, we don't do weather on this show, just like we don't do odds. We, we are officially in the time of the calendar where we do not discuss weather again until mid to late June. Y'all, you folks have no clue how much John hates a weekend weather discussion when it surrounds baseball. Because when things change, when things go awry with the baseball or softball, because we're doing a lot of games of that, this, this season... John is the one who has to bear the brunt of the workload here at the Roar to find uh, to make sure we have everything covered, and he maybe end up being here for like nine hours on a Saturday. So uh, won't be is, the first time, won't be the last. So if you j- j- just keep that in mind whenever you get in on the text line, or Adams Grove text line, or you call in asking, "Hey, do you think they're going to play baseball this weekend?" Just keep in mind that John may not give you. Uh, much of a response, or maybe not the kindest of responses. <laughs> the most warmest response. Yeah, yeah warmest. There we go. Uh, Sorry. That's okay. I hate to bring it up. No, I do I do love this time of the year, though, in all seriousness, and what we do, and the ability to be able to bring... I mean, just think about this weekend alone, Brad. We will have three baseball games for you. We will have... <laughs> we will have two basketball games for you in the span from Friday afternoon... Until Sunday afternoon, those will occur. Yes. Do you really do? Do you want to know? I, I, we don't do odds. We don't do weather. But can, can I at least just give you a little insight, John? Sure. Fifty-eight uh, percent chance of rain on Friday and a forty-nine percent chance on Saturday. Prepare accordingly, my friend. Do you have contingency plans already worked up? Sure, but okay. I, I don't see as uh, ominous of a weather report as you do. So, hey, we'll take it. There will be some occasional rain. It well, it's also the upstate in mid-February to mid-April. Yeah. Well, I I don't think it's going to be like it was yesterday. Sunday through Monday, it, I, I mean, it just it never stopped. No. I never once did it even let off, it felt like. So, it's too much. I don't, it's not going to be that this weekend. Let's hope not. Let's hope not, but... El Nino, These havoc. guys are trying to get down from Cincinnati, from Xavier. They want to see some warmer weather. They've been cooped up in Ohio for the last couple months. Let's show them some southern hospitality and get outside and play some ball. All right, fair enough. Uh, hopefully it... And, and watch them get out. swept. <laughs> That's always the goal in opening weekend. Really, you just you just got to get two out of three. But you, it's always good to start out with a sweep. It looks good on the... on the, You know, like when they do the... Um, top twenty-five, and you know everybody has the, their little record beside theirs. Oh, there's there is nothing I think more entertaining to me in what we do than when we come on here the Monday after the first weekend of college baseball and the referendums. And, well, and and they you know in D one baseball will update their polls because that's the poll we use on the press box. Yeah, and they'll be like, why is there a two and one team yep. at number nine in the country? They yeah. didn't even win all their games this weekend. They went one and two, and only dropped three spots. We we go nuts like it's the net. Or like it's the AP in college football. Like there's just so many uh, more data points. Like it's not as reactionary. Oh, we're never reactionary. I mean, the polls the are not weekend. as reactionary as we want oh, them to okay, be. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say we're we're always extremely reactionary. I mean, do you think there'll be some overreaction on this weekend's set of college baseball games? A hundred percent. Yeah. One way or the other, there will be overreaction had. You sound like, like a man if, who's done this before. Yes, this is not my first baseball season. Hmm. And I will take the step further. I think whatever LSU does this weekend, we're going to overreact one way or another. Okay. I think that is going to be a team that is going to be very put under a microscope. I think under the same light as the women's basketball team as LSU has been put under a microscope since their championship run last year. Okay. 
that just because you've lost Skeens and Cruz and mm-hmm. all those the big time talent, but I think like, Tommy Tanks is still there, and yep. you know they're they're still going to be one of the better lineups in the country. But I think they're going to get some of that same under the microscope treatment that we don't see a lot of college baseball programs really have under a national spotlight. Should be intriguing team. Uh, Are I, you going to be so like this basketball season? You have been SEC Brad. You have been all about ah, the Southeastern Basketball Conference. I just think it's the most entertaining league right now. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but you have been out here saying very good things about that league in men's hoops. Are you going to be carrying over the bandwagon into baseball? We're going to be SEC baseball, Brad. This no, break. no, it, it's baseball's more balanced. Ba- well, I say that. Baseball is very balanced within the region that we currently live in. So it'll be an ACC-SEC split. And Coastal. And, yeah, and, of course, Coastal and Gary Gilmore's final year there. That'll be where the attention lies. Uh, although I think I think college baseball has shown us that it's it's growing in popularity and that there's more good teams out there than just ACC and SEC than there used to be. But I still think it's it's primarily centric. Now, you know... When the uh, when the changeover takes place and the Pac-12 dissolves, Big 12 baseball and Big 10 baseball, the the, the perception on those changes, the complexion well, of those I, leagues. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it's going to change within the ACC as well. You're adding one of the best baseball programs in the country to this league in Stanford. That's a good point, yeah. Honestly, it, are there going to be some ACC fans out there this year being like, Whew, let's, we got to capitalize on the schedule this year because Stanford's not on it. Yeah, Stanford, a team that hosts a lot of years at home in the NCAA tournament. So I think that's that's a good point. But um, some good some good programs moving around coming next year. We 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 we're so football centric. We just sort of forget about those things until you know all of a sudden the light bulb. Oh yeah, until we're three days from opening day, and it's like, oh hey, <laughs> this will be the last year of Pac-12 baseball. That actually is kind of sad. I don't like that. You know, Pac-12 basketball doesn't move the needle for me one way or another. But nah. losing the football and the baseball. Because yeah. I feel like there are there's not a lot of similarities with the Southeast and the West Coast. I acknowledge that, especially in an election year. But I think the way that they take the pride in the baseball, just like we do here in the Southeast, like there's look at Oregon State and the pride in which they have in that program. Yeah, baseball is very big across the state of California. So it, yeah, I agree, and I think the some of the natural rivalries that have been developed in in baseball, you know it. Oregon State and Stanford having two of the better programs traditionally. Like, we're not going to get to see UCLA, Oregon State anymore in baseball. Yeah. And those are two of the better programs on the West Coast. Ah, the ramifications of realignment. We're just beginning to feel the brunt of it. And we really haven't started to feel it yet. But I think heading into the final season for a lot of these teams in their leagues. Well, because once we get through baseball... The change takes place. Yeah. And by the summer, there'll be full-fledged members. ACC will have three new full-fledged members by the summer, too. They're not indoctrinated yet into the league. They haven't been officially ratified or whatever, I guess, as of yet. But that will come uh, as we move closer to the summertime. 654, Roar, you want to get in with us? We'd love to hear from you today. Plenty to talk about. We'll get into some Super Bowl numbers and stuff that occurred uh, coming out of the big game. And we'll get into some college football as well. Don't go anywhere on the press box right back after this.
Hey foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco. With five locations across the Upstate, our award-winning team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. And our chefs at Willie Taco utilize the freshest, most creative and unexpected ingredients in our kitchens. Come see why Southern Living and Food and Wine Magazine rave about our signature offerings, such as the Southern Tide, Crispy Avocado, and Nashville Hot Chicken Tacos, with flavors you won't find anywhere else. Willie Taco is ready to serve you our twist on funky, fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. Hey, sports fans, want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic sports injuries around the world and in your community. Arthrex is proud to grow and invest in Anderson County with the expansion of their state-of-the-art manufacturing campus. Join a company that provides exciting career opportunities, job security, and unique benefits. Visit careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. No manufacturing experience required. Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope. You won't fail. Because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle. So you're almost there. And the other 20% is having an expert on your side. A way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply 5 pounds times 5 years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight. If you don't, stop right now and call Ph.D. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com. Shop where the pros shop. Landscaper Supply, offering hardscapes to landscaping, power equipment to hardware. Landscaper Supply wants you to have free gas for an entire year. Purchase a gas grill from any Landscaper Supply location, and they'll keep your propane tank filled for the entire year. That's a great deal for all you backyard chefs. And while you're at it, scoop there it is with their mulch made easy delivered right to your home. Seven upstate locations, a better experience for homeowners and pros alike. Landscaper Supply. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFryes.com. Show your love this Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds Direct are on sale. All earrings, all bracelets, all necklaces, stackable bands, colored gemstone jewelry, and more. Lots of romantic and timeless gifts for under $500. Special financing available too. Don't miss this. An extra 20% savings on all fashion jewelry favorites at Diamonds Direct. Shop in store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. 
Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Every shot, every block, every game. We're your home for Clemson basketball. 105.5 and 97.5, we are The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the roar, 9.24 a.m. Hatflow Co. If you haven't checked out what they're doing, follow them on Instagram. They have a really good account. They ask businesses that they make hats for, churches, organizations, charities, whatever, to, to allow them to put it up on their Instagram account. So you can get a first look at what they can do for you, your company, your charity your church whatever it may be uh their hats really stand out they just they know how to mix and match and get dynamic colors they look great they put the leather patch on there that's what they specialize in it's a leather patch with your logo on a richardson hat on a beanie on a low profile hat uh, straw hats they do a lot of different things over there at hat flow co so go check them out today on instagram and you can really see a lot of the good stuff they're doing and it's they just they got a knack for this. They're just they're really good at it. They they know how to make it stand out, how to look sharp. Uh, and you can go to their their website hatflowcode.com and you can basically design any hat you the way you want it. And you can order one, you can order a thousand. No order minimums. Nationwide shipping, great pricing to great people. It's hatflowcode.com. Go check them out today. We're we'll going to do some NFL. Uh, we'll review some things. We'll take a look at college football win totals, some college basketball. Uh, those are pretty much the main main topics on the table today, so you can get in on any of that 654 or anything that's on your mind. Uh, we'll do more college baseball as we go throughout the week. Well, definitely by Thursday, we'll start really previewing and looking ahead at the college, football, college ba- baseball season. The Clemson Tigers get started this weekend. South Carolina, of course, uh, getting underway as well. So we'll start breaking those teams down. As we go throughout the week, John, how about some news here coming out of the NFL? Sure. What you got? It was the most watched telecast in history on Sunday. Super Bowl 58. It was? Yes. It was the most watched telecast in history. But Brad, I have heard so much of I'm not watching for this reason. I'm not watching for that reason. I'm done with football. I mean, maybe so, but... That wasn't the the trend across America. Interesting. 123.4 million people tuned in. Viewership was up 7% from last year's record-setting broadcast. Wow. John, that, we, that is incredible. We have never seen a sports league or entity or whatever do what the NFL is doing. I mean, none of it, no one's even come close to this. The amount of people that it is reaching, whether it be through, you know, advertising and it's marketing and it, or it's, you know, product on the field or Taylor Swift or just how sports betting that's legal in 38 states, however it's, it's reaching people, it is reaching an all time number of people in ways that are unimaginable. 
I, I also felt like it seemed during that broadcast on Sunday night that, yes, I know Taylor Swift was there and she was on our televisions. But it felt very Showtime Lakers who's, who at courtside. I feel like there were a lot of people paying attention to that. I mean, I know there was one suite that kind of went viral. It was like the Vegas suite. And it's like anybody who has ever done a like staged residency in Las Vegas was all in one big booth. And like there seems to be so much more coverage of what's going on around the game than there has been. And I think that's also – and the TV broadcasts are doing it, not social media platforms, yeah. not reporters. The actual TV broadcast is, and I think, you know, whether the people who are just strictly there for football don't like it, and I can understand that, but they're doing other things in these broadcasts to grab some fringe viewers. I also think it's worth noting that technology has a lot to do with this too because you can access this game in a variety of ways – and so maybe like someone who works third shift or second shift or something on a Sunday couldn't watch it 10 years ago. But now with the app, they can have it on their phone and yeah. can sit there and watch a Super Bowl. Or like if you're in a household where they don't want to watch a Super Bowl, but you have access to the apps, you pull it up on, on your, your phone or your iPad. And so you're, you're counting toward the numbers when it's not necessarily like your whole family sitting around watching it. So I think... I think technology has a lot to do with this. It was offered on, you know, regular TV on on CBS. It was offered on Paramount Plus. It was on Nickelodeon. I don't know if you watched any of that. I flipped over for just a couple minutes. People wanted to watch it. Uh, CBS Sports, uh, Univision, NFL Digital Properties, including NFL Plus. So that that alone, real. I mean, and, and, and that affects a lot of other countries too. You know, people, even Americans who are Super Bowl or NFL fans that live in other countries can watch, and then other countries are absorbing it. I was about to say, look at how much the NFL has grown internationally. Yes. I mean, we we can scoff and joke about why are they playing the Bengals and Jaguars in Paris or wherever they're doing it, but you're getting, I mean, just thousands of fans in these cities and these countries that you're going to to put these games on. Now all those people are going to be streaming them or paying for packages in which to watch them in their home countries because they become NFL fans. It's a great problem. It's a great problem for the game to have. I mean, to me, there's no problem here. You know, the game, the, the, the NFL has just exploded tenfold over the last three or four years. I texter gets in the Amsco roofing text line. My child was watching it on their phone in the, in their room while doing homework. And I was watching it in the living room. So I guess we count as two of the viewers. <laughs> Uh, it depends. Were, were you both streaming, or was one of you on a TV and one of you on a uh, starts getting too complicated one cable for me. And one, yeah, uh, but, but no. In, in all seriousness, there, there's a lot of reasons for this, and that, that's my point: is uh, the way you view it, the manner that you view it, and the reasons that you view it have increased worldwide when it comes to the to the National Football League and this this event. I also think the fact that it was. Two recognizable teams, and I th- Kansas City is one of the most popular teams in in the country of of any sport of all the pro sports franchises. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say, especially where they are right now, not historically, but even then, the Chiefs are a historic NFL franchise. I'm not saying they have the most fans. I'm just saying I think they're they're popular to to consume. You know, Patrick Mahomes on your TV again. You people like greatness. People want to watch greatness. They may get tired of it after a while, but they haven't yet with Patrick Mahomes. And then the 49ers are a recognizable team from a massively large populated state of California. 
that helps as well. Well, think about how many people are 49er fans just because of Joe Montana alone. Yeah. I mean, what they wore in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, granted, they haven't won a title since 94, but... Oh, the 49ers are one of the biggest fan bases in the country in the NFL. And then you you factor in, it was in Las Vegas. I think there was a novelty with that. Uh, it was a it was a low low spread game, so that you know the the odds makers and sports books told us this was going to be a a good close battle. And the NFL, you know, even though a lot of people want to claim it's scripted, just has a knack for coming through. Because that was the worst first half, maybe in Super Bowl history. I mean, it was terrible. No one was excited about the. I don't know what was that Rams Patriots one a couple of years ago. That was what that like was like six yeah thirteen six to three, to three or half, something yeah. yeah we just had a couple of field goals when it was Sean McVay versus Tom Brady. We we're supposed to get a passing showdown. That was a really 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 bad game. But that first half, because you know, two of the stars on the field, Christian McCaffrey and Isaiah Pacheco, fumbled. In the game, like in the first half. And it just, you know, Mahomes couldn't get on track. It was really bad. But the game delivered because the NFL, from a drama standpoint, seems to always come through, or at least more times than not. And that's why it's so attractive, too. The drama of it, knowing that anything could happen, any, any either team could win at any moment. Now, do those numbers do this show that, like, as the game started getting going, like, does it show, like, how the no. numbers trended up? Because I would be curious... Like, did the numbers, did they taper off as the evening wore on? Did the numbers increase as the game got closer and overtime was looming? I, don't, I know you don't have that information in front of you. I yeah. just, I'm just curious kind of where the trends were to where they, did it start heavy and then after halftime, did it like slowly dwindle or you know, kind of the reverse of that? We should get uh, Nielsen data today. So we'll get even even more. I, I think th- this Super Bowl is already showing it is setting records in various platforms and avenues. I know Nevada already released some information. It's the most, uh, it's the highest amount of money wagered on the Super Bowl legally in the state of Nevada ever. $185 million was wagered in the in one state, John. It's the best Super Bowl they've ever had there. Last year was um, not even close to this. And that just, I mean, just you're more well-versed in this field than I am. Like... Is that just because of all the people who were there for the Super Bowl? Because everyone's just in Vegas, the game's in Vegas. and It had a lot to do with, with it. Because it's obviously not just the media and the teams and the fans of it. All the celebrities, all the hoopla, all the big parties and all that stuff that goes yeah. with the Super Bowl week. That had a lot to do with it. Now, I, I think it's important to note that nationally, because so many states now have legalized it, there's like five, five more states since last year's Super Bowl. So it was already expected at least from from the regulated sports books, was going to go way up. This was just to be the most bet on sports event or the Super Bowl event ever, ever. I mean, nothing. I, I mean, it breaks it every year now. But it was gonna, it was already going to break it. I just think Nevada's reflecting that. But still, that's a state that's had legal Super Bowl betting for decades upon decades, and it it sets a record this year. And I, I think a lot of it is who was the amount of people that were in the state. And, you know, plus California's right there. You got a lot of 49ers fans that can just drive across the border and, you know, stuff like that. So there's there's plenty of reasons for it. Uh, but we're seeing unprecedented numbers of, of interest coming out of this Super Bowl 58. And I, I think there's going to be – there's no way that Vegas isn't a part of the regular rotation now moving forward. It's locked sealed. There's no question. It's, it's going to be in there with New Orleans. Miami. L.A. 
Yeah, it, this is going to be a regular rotational stop on the Super Bowl destination list. I kind of like it. I kind of like that there's something different. It's a different feel. It's not Hard Rock Stadium for the 100th time. It's not the yeah. Caesar Superdome for the 100th time. It, That's it's, next year. I know, and I, and I have no problem with those cities, but I like adding something different into the rotation. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and this, I mean, honestly... I think it's one of the sole reasons the NFL pushed to get a team in L.A. They end up getting two over there, and I don't think they were expecting that at first, but they pushed to get a team in L.A. because they couldn't hold the Super Bowl in a city that didn't have an NFL stadium. They weren't going to host it in the Coliseum. No. It doesn't matter how many championships have been hosted at the Coliseum over the course of time. They weren't going to do it. No, not anymore. So, obviously, those are the that's where they want to be, and now Vegas... It sounds like it went really well. You know, I, I had talked to somebody who was out there for it. And, you know, the way the, the infrastructure is in, in Las Vegas, it, it fit really well. They don't have a great transportation system, but they had all, they checked every box the NFL needed in terms of, you know, places to stay, things yeah. to do, and venues to hold events in. I just find it funny that the Super Bowl was such a resounding success when the F1 event that was held in Vegas just a couple months ago was just an absolute disaster. There are a lot of reasons for that. Oh, I know. I just find it funny that Vegas can just fall flat on their face and then a couple months later host the an even bigger sporting event and just crush it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Vegas is one of those towns where it never really feels busy because there's so many hotels and casinos and it's spread out enough. Like, it just never feels like this weekend was busier than that week. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't. There's times of the year you can see it's it's slower than others, but... There are people that said they live out there. It actually it actually looked much more crowded than any other time they've ever remembered. So it it was a resounding success. I don't think there's any question. The NFL thrilled with that. Thrilled with the viewership. Thrilled with the the product that was on the field. The outcome of the game. Uh, it it sounded really well. It may sound silly, but we've seen it in other Super Bowls where you have turf issues, and in a place where you have to bring the actual field in from outside. I know there have been so many discussions about that over the years. We didn't have any turf issues, which we had plenty last year coming out of the one in Phoenix. Yeah, they still say that that was the worst turf that's ever held the Super Bowl. Like it was just really, really poor. Uh, but no, there, there were no issues with that. There were no, I didn't hear any stadium issues. You know, like wa- hot water didn't get cut off or anything crazy. They didn't run like out that. of beer. They didn't have any of those issues. <laughs> uh, it sounds like everything went off man without a hitch for Super Bowl 58. So this this might have been the most ideal Super Bowl in NFL history in terms of viewership, interest. For the Shield, this was the best yeah. possible Super Bowl location, for the league. New, it was a new location, but it, it housed everything really well. I I think I think the NFL was... They're going around patting everybody on the back in the offices today in New York City. You know, Roger Goodell and all his cronies are lapping this up. Uh, I don't I don't love Roger Goodell, but you can't argue with the fact that the product is pretty doggone good and it continues to grow and get even better. And this is again, I don't this is not a bad thing. This is not bad for a league to have success, a sports league to have this much success. It's not a bad thing that more people are go, are watching football. No. I'll just make it as simple as that. It is a good thing that more people want to watch football. Could you imagine if it was going the other way what the conversation would be today? If viewership dropped by 9% or 20%, man, death to the NFL. You know, this will this league make it? Is it going the, the way of NASCAR? Like, you would hear all those things today. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. That would be the whole show today. 
but it's surging and it's continuing to move forward. Uh, as and it is, I mean, it's by far been the premier sports league in the U.S. for some time now. But it, it's reached new heights that I just didn't. I I am I, I really am I am shocked at just how much the league has grown because there was a time there when you know some po- some political stuff was going on in the league that people. People were tuning it out, John. I mean, that was a fact. You can go back and Google and find the numbers. They were suffering from some of that, and they realized it. They knew it. And they strayed away from some of it, and all of a sudden viewership now at an all-time high coming out of Super Bowl 58. 654 or more to come after this. This Valentine's Day, skip the rush on cards, chocolates, and flowers, and give your loved ones what they really want, an insanely clean home with the pros at zero res. Their patented process uses ZR water to clean your carpets and other services like no other. And with no residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention me, Mickey, and the Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $109 plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Valentine's Day is upon us, and you know, your team at Reed's Jewelers will make sure you find what you want for your loved one. From diamonds for her to watches for him, Reed's Jewelers. Upstairs in Haywood Mall, next to Belk. Endorsed by Roar listeners like Zeke. I'm calling in for one of your sponsors, man. Wally over there at Reed's Jewelers. Go check him out. They'll get you what you need. If not, he'll find it, and he will definitely take care of you. Zeke loves Reed's Jewelers. You will as well. Reed's Jewelers. Haywood Mall, next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. 59 years is a long time, especially when you're talking about how long a company has been in business. But that's exactly how long Joe Robertson and son have been servicing and installing roofs right here in the upstate. 59 years. That means that many of the roofs you see every day, your neighbors, the roof at your favorite restaurant, even the roofs you're driving past right now are likely a Joe Robertson and Son roof. Now, you might be wondering why so many people here in the upstate have chosen Joe Robertson and Son for their roofing needs for nearly six decades. And the answer is simple. They were founded on the principles of providing quality workmanship, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. When you work with them, you won't pay a single dime until the job's been completed two years your satisfaction. So if you have any roofing needs, do what so many people in the upstate have done for the past 59 years. Make it a Joe Robertson and Son roof. Call 246-0886. That's 246-0886. Or visit robertsonroofing.net. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Gabby. 
Hey, Gabby. It's Jennifer Coolidge. Hi. I'm, I'm so glad I reached you at 2 a.m. Oh, of course. Anyone with a Discover card can call and talk to a real person 24-7. Now, how can I help? Yeah, I used my Discover card to buy these yellow pleather pajamas, and I'm just not sure I'm pulling them off. 24-7 U.S.-based customer service. It pays to Discover. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. So, what team will Bandwagon Brad pick this week? The nation's top bandwagon fans will be making their decision on what team to follow. What team will John scoff at? Did you just say scoff? Yes, I was scoffing. That's how you scoff. No, it's not. Tune in each weekday morning from 9 till noon on the Press Box, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Mahindra of Anderson, this is your one-stop shop for tractors. They've got everything. Uh, Not only do they have tractors, they have trailers, they have parts. They take care of servicing your tractor, and you can get financing through Mahindra of Anderson. Uh, 507 Pyramidary Road in Anderson. Go to their website right now, mahindraofanderson.com, and see what they got going on over there. Uh, The new 1600 Series 2024 Mahindras are out. Uh, they've got various things in their showroom right now. You can see, you can go to their uh, location there in Anderson and check them out. Uh, but they, it, it really is cool. They take care of everything for you. Uh, so make sure you go by and see them. Give them a call if you need to. 226-7555. That's 226-7555. Mahindra of Anderson. It's the best tractors around. You want it for, You want the best from the best. You go to Mahindra of Anderson. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us. Go to the phone lines. We got a couple, we got a few callers here on hold. We'll get to all of you in this segment. Seminole Ted, you're up first. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for taking my call. So just a couple of quick takeaways from the Super Bowl. I didn't have a best interest either way. Um, didn't really have any expectations. Um, from the National Anthem Day, it was great to see football players getting cheered up at, at our nation's song and instead of taking a knee that was very refreshing to me and i know they haven't been taking a knee for a while but it just it just showed that you know this is the great still the greatest country in the world um i, I found the game boring in the first half a good defensive battle but i tell you the fourth quarter and overtime i couldn't cut it off you know so it was a very entertaining game in the second half especially so i was i was pleasantly surprised with how much i enjoyed the game um Real quick on the uh, win totals, I just wanted to give my two cents on that. I know you're not there yet, but I think Florida State and Clemson both go over the nine and a half, and there's no way Miami's getting nine and a half. So that's my thoughts. I'll take it off the air. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Seminole Ted. Yeah, we, we John and I have already off the air discussed the the Miami 
win total. So we will we will get to that one. Stay tuned. We have takes. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, why so high? Well, we'll we'll dissect. Well, it, that. it is that time of the year where we have to ask that question. Why is Miami's win total so high? Oh, it's, thought, it's, a, it's an annual tradition. I thought you were going to say why is Miami so high? I thought that was. <laughs> we have to ask that question. We also have to ask that question. Question is why are the people who do these things so so high? Why are they so gullible? They fall for it every year. Did Mario go to clock management school in the month of January that I'm not aware of? No, no. Did he hire someone to come in and run his late game situations? Maybe, but that's not common knowledge or else, you know, we would know about it right now. Or else it is. I'd be hammering the over if he found someone who could figure out how to manage the flow of a game. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Tar Hill Chad is up next. Hey, Tar Hill Chad. Hey there, Brad. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hope you are, too. You got on your Clemson sweatshirt, Tar Heel uh, footy pajamas on. He's wearing some blue today. Oh, that's more more Duke blue. It it is some Duke blue. I guess he's just proud about that Wake Forest one. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That was a good win last night. For the Duke Blue Devil? Yeah, they needed that one. Yeah, it was – it was a wildly officiated game last night. Wildly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Teddy V was in the building. Um, yeah, he was. He couldn't help himself. He was all jumping around, was hopping and skipping, doing a little of that. Yeah, he was. Um, a couple things. I want to talk a little basketball, but on the Super Bowl, you know, the betting, man, the casinos really needed San Francisco to win because yeah. although there was a ton of money betted, I saw a fascinating stat. There's Right at 200, I think there's 203 sports books. So their hold was only $34,000 average per casino, which is fascinating to me. So the casinos didn't, I think the total they made, I think held was around $7 million. Yeah, $6.8 so million, yeah, for the fake, for the it wasn't Nevada even sports close. books, yeah. Yeah, I think there was a Super Bowl a few years ago where the hold was like I don't know, total almost twenty million dollars. Yeah, they had twelve anyway, like percent. Kind of, yeah, the the hold the hold yeah. was three point seven percent, which was better than last year. It was under three percent last year, so it was a little bit higher this year. But yeah, the the, the sports books got hammered because of the overtime in, in Kansas City. Yeah, and some of the prop bets. I know the Kelsey prop bet mm-hmm. uh, didn't, but then not. Well, actually, by them them not getting a touchdown, I think they they did okay on that. Uh, so, any enough of that that type stuff um, on the basketball today. Clemson got Miami coming in town. Is that correct? Oh, what? That's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. when is when is Miami coming in town today tomorrow. or tomorrow? Tomorrow night. That's oh, tomorrow. Okay, got it. Uh, another desperate Miami team that oh. seems cannot find a way to win. So that should be entertaining. Um, I'm thinking now, I was pretty hard on ACC earlier. I thought if Wake Forest could win that game last night, um, that kind of moves them up. But I'm still thinking that the ACC has a chance now maybe to get the fifth team in based off of what's going on around the country and so forth. Um, you know, watch Kansas last night get absolutely obliterated, mm-hmm. self gets ejected. Kansas is eight and five. Think I am, about that. I am removing them from the list of teams that I think can win the national title. We we had that discussion last week. I I think right yeah. now I'm I'm taking Kansas off the board on that one. What about Kentucky? See, we we talked about them a little bit. I, John was more okay with Kentucky than I was. I'm I'm not so sure on them. I don't think I have them on there right now. 
Yeah, you think in the SEC, I mean, the teams that have, I mean, Alabama's been kind of on a roll. So interesting stuff on, on that. I think the league is better, is going to prove out to be better in the end than people think. I just think, because I do think Virginia's better than we thought. I think Clemson, they can keep it together. I think they're built for kind of the March thing, and then you've got UNC and Duke in there. So I, I would expect, I think Miami <laughs> – Miami, if Miami doesn't win the game, they're completely out. I think they're already out anyway, but they're so. like in total desperation who's mode. Who's the 15th for you? Catch them the right time. Who, who's the 15th? Wake would be the 15th. Okay. Wake would be the 15th. Yeah, top Don't you 40 think? in the net. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think so too. Top 40 in the net. Uh, really, the, there's no one else in the net besides, you know, the, the other three teams we've – or four teams we've talked about that really even has, has a legit chance right now. I mean, Pitt – could move up a little bit, maybe, but I don't know if they'll get enough quad one games. They're top sixty. Uh, after that, it's it's a lot of eighties and nineties and seventies. I mean, Miami's sixty ninth right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I just I I think it'll be five. So we'll see. Um, and uh, you guys have a great week. We'll talk soon. Okay, Sounds good, Tar Heel Chad. Thank you for getting yeah. in. I appreciate the call today. I think he's right. I think Clemson is catching Miami at a good time. The Canes really struggling. Can't seem to find. I mean, they've lost. Uh, they've lost two in a row. But I think they've lost what, like four out of the last five or something, something like that. I can't remember. I'm, in fact, I'm gonna verify that. Uh, three of the last four, they have lost. They've lost at NC State, at Virginia, and they lost North Carolina in a tight one at home over the weekend. Is some of this Mountain West love finally starting to go away? Because I think Chad's point is something I've been trying to say for a while now that I think, yeah, the ACC got a very bad rap in January. But it's I think the league is running into form as we're getting close to tournament time. And I think that, like we talked about, yeah, the ACC's been labeled as down years past, but yet they have teams in the Final Four and the Elite Eight year after year. Yeah. But we're going to tout up this mid-major conference. I mean, it's a bunch of seven and fours and six and fours. Right? Yeah, I mean, Clemson... Clemson's and, and Virginia, North Carolina, and Duke are the only four teams in Lenardi's bracketology out of the ACC right now. So just four getting in. Mountain West has six. I don't think at the end of the day that's going to happen. I, I don't. I don't. I. The problem is, like, Wake Forest doesn't really look like an NCAA tournament team to me, but I, I, I'm not so sure they shouldn't be included on, at least on the bubble right now. Uh, Lenardi has them first four out. He has the, them as the first team in the first four out. So they are certainly a bubble team. Virginia Tech, Miami, I I think they're so far off the bubble right now. Florida State, I mean, Florida State's net is they're barely inside the top 100. So I don't think there's any any chance Florida State is going to make the tournament. But You're looking at Joe Lenardi's? Yeah. I've got Jerry Palm's most uh, updated ones here. In terms of on the bubble, there is not an ACC team listed as a bubble team to him. Uh, in terms of the last four in, it would be Texas, Utah, Nebraska, Colorado. First four out, New Mexico, Cincinnati, Gonzaga, and Memphis. He doesn't have Wake in there? Um, I, in his field? I do not see Wake Forest in his field. Okay. I see um, Virginia as an eight seed, North Carolina as a two seed, Clemson as a four, and Duke as a four. Okay. He has South Carolina as a three seed. Hmm. Yeah, he uh, Lenardi's got Clemson as a sixth seed, playing the winner of a play-in game between Nevada and Utah. Um, Mountain West. 
And Jerry Palms, it would be Clemson against UC Irvine in the first round. Take And if they were to win, they would play the winner of Utah State and Appalachian State. Brad, if I can get in the second day of the first weekend, Clemson versus this darling from the Mountain West. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, we'll already... sleep in May, John Rothstein. I need to see that game. Oh, wow. Look at you calling out Rothstein. Well, I mean, his beloved Mountain West know, in there. I know. And and one of his sayings. Uh, Memphis is the site of where Lenardi has Clemson in the first and second round. Uh, looks like he's got South Carolina out in Spokane, Washington. According as, to Paul, that's where the Tigers are going, to Spokane, Washington. As a five seed playing Yale, 12th seed as of right this moment. So... Ben may watch two whole seasons of Suits if he has to fly to Spokane and back. That's a long flight. That is that is going to be a while. Uh, he'll get he'll get some serious time on the on the Netflix. Uh, looking to see Big Twelve with nine teams. Ah, so high. SEC with nine. Big Ten with six. Mountain West six. Big East four. ACC four. Pac twelve three. American two. And A ten two. That's the breakdown from. Uh, Lenardi's bracket right now. Let's go to Jeff in Anderson. Hey, Jeff, how you doing this morning? Hey, guys, how's it going? Doing well. Um, I was going to talk about the uh, the Super Bowl uh, for a second. Um, there's this, uh, and like the worldwide nature of it, there's this uh, sports, this is streamer guy, uh, Mark Goldbridge, and he does Manchester United streams every every game and he gets he has like 1.8 million subscribers and gets like close to 100,000 viewers every time he does a Manchester United game but he um he did he does the Super Bowl for like the last three or four years so he did the Super Bowl again and he gets majority you know English fans or a lot of international from like India Nigeria all these people and I tuned in briefly for some of that and they were talking about like you know the Super Bowl and they don't all these people don't watch very often, but they were tuning in because this guy's streaming it. And it was just kind of funny to see their commentary on it, like the chat and talking about the game. And they seemed very uh, fixated on the penalties. Like, whenever there was a penalty, they would kind of, like, freak out and not know what was going on and stuff like that. Um, and he, he knew a little bit about it since he's done it the last couple of years, but some of the stuff was still kind of lost. But it was funny just to see, like, a streamer of that, nas- that global appeal get in on the Super Bowl also and bring in like I think it's like top 30,000 viewers for that stream and they were all sitting there just you know watching him talk about the Super Bowl and something they had no idea about just because they follow him and obviously that brings more eyeballs to it and might even bring a few more fans yeah. so yeah that was just some that's some interesting I saw on Sunday too that's a great point thank you Jeff for getting in. I, I appreciate the call again technology advancing the NFL you've got someone doing a live stream that's bringing in fans from from a completely different place. Oh, absolutely. The the things that you can learn about, I mean, through these different streams and stuff that you just have no knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's incredible what like the reaches that you can have on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. And and people would much rather watch the stream and, and it's it's almost like watching it with somebody, right? Yeah. It's the same it, it, I guess I don't watch a lot of like Twitch streams or anything like that. That's not my cup of tea but i can understand why people gravitate to that yeah it's a, it's a social experience right you're you're interacting with a group of people who are consuming the same product yeah that's again it's just another avenue you're having NFL. a super bowl party online through a youtube stream <laughs> who's bringing the wings who's got the dip 
Hey, everyone's responsible for their own snacks. Uh, bring, bring your own snacks. That doesn't sound fun. BYOG, bring your own Gatorades. There we go. <laughs> Gatorade? I don't know. I was trying to think of something that would work, and we got the idea here in 30 seconds. I'm Gatorade at the Super Bowl party. I mean, you might, you might, somebody was drinking it yesterday morning, probably. You'd be surprised at how those two things actually do go hand in hand. On the way to work. I'm sure we had some folks out there had to, had to make sure they uh, rehydrated themselves. 654 Roar. You want to get in with us? Still got a lot to do college football, college basketball, NFL. Uh, plenty more to come here on the Roar when we kick off hour number two. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHD.